Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Time to go buy lotto tickets with Key. After that prediction, he called it. Clippers going to clip. Huge spot. And for the last half century, when they've been in a huge spot, they have come up empty. Familiar theme last night. The clapping of a Laker fan that once again was telling us there's only one team in L.A. Technically, there's two. But again, we've been reminded that it's a Laker town. The Clippers crash. Good morning. Welcome inside. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin were presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. Our first guest of the day, Quentin Richardson. He'll have an interesting perspective, Key, because he played for both the Clippers and the Lakers, and I'm sure there's a difference from playing in both organizations. Our first NFL talk will come at 7 o'clock when we'll have Damian Woody, ESPN NFL analyst, join us. Remember, we are just on the eve, essentially, now of week two of the season with the Bengals and the Browns. But I want to kind of just get into your thoughts, Key. You kind of warned us yesterday for those that thought the Lakers and the Clippers and the TV executives and Adam Silver and everybody that would be thrilled. The Western Conference Finals are going to be the NBA Finals. Kawhi's (laughs) going to have to get through LeBron. He'll be an all-time great. I should also mention our guy Jay Will, who was promoting. Yeah, yeah, well, he ain't here today. (laughs) He was promoting Kawhi's an all-time great. If he could have that path through LeBron, not so much. Jay uh, doing two-a-days, and usually that's an NFL term, but we had two NBA games last night, so he's just taking a well-deserved morning off. We'll have him back uh, tomorrow. I wish he was here, though. (laughs) He predicted the Clippers would win, right? I mean, he's doing his job. That's what what they do, right? He tried to warn us. So what happened? Look, what happened? It's it's more about the Nuggets than it is anything. They won, right? I mean, they they wanted it. They were down one three. They came back, even the score, and then they put all the pressure on the Clippers and Doc Rivers. And when you look at the situation with with Murray and Jokic, they took care of business. I mean, they, they actually was cooking at a level at an all time high. They didn't fold their tent. Where all that pressure that the Clippers put together on themselves, you certainly saw it explode last night. I mean, it was one of those classic meltdowns by a Clipper team and a Clipper organization, despite who the head coach is, despite who the owner is. At the end of the day, got you. See, there you go. I got 20 bucks in the bucket. <laughs> they, they, you know, just didn't show up to play. And, 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 you know, a lot of people say, well, Paul George, along with Kawhi Leonard, didn't handle their business in game seven. I put more of that on the game plan in Doc Rivers as the head coach, about what it was that he put together for them to execute, and clearly it didn't work out. When you look at the Nuggets, you say to yourself, look, they were down 3-1 to Utah. They made a little history last night. They were the first team in NBA history to be down 3-1 in consecutive or in any point, two playoff series in a single postseason. So nobody's ever been down 3-1 in two postseason series and gone on to win. The reason I want to bring that up is not only did they rally from 3-1 down to beat the Jazz in a Game 7, and obviously what you mentioned, winning last night against the Clippers, against the Jazz, they were down 3-1, backs against the wall, and in the fifth game, down 15 points. I mean, you have to take me inside the mind of an athlete. You're down 3-1, down 15 points to a team that knows you really well and has dominated you thus far in that series. How do you muster just... Whatever it takes to not just win that game, but I mean, you are on life support at that point. You you are, but you chip away at it, and that's exactly what Denver was able to do. They chipped away at the lead, and as they got closer to even in the score, they realized, okay, we can play with these guys. It, whatever it was that we did at chipping away at it, let's continue to do that. Let's continue to knock down shots. Let's continue to pull the trigger on threes. Let's put the apply the pressure 
to our opponent. And that was what they did to the Clippers. They continued to just apply that pressure to the point where the Clippers looked up and the score was even and they go, oh, damn. And then it's too late. And now you get on the other side of that. If you're the Nuggets, now you're on the positive side. Now I'm up. Now I'm good. I got a lot of real estate to play with. And when they even the score at 3-3, when they was down 1-3, now all of a sudden they 3-3. They got, they got the whole world to deal with. Now all that landscape that's out there, all that real estate, it's all theirs to take control of where the Clippers are sitting there looking and going, if we make any mistake, we're going to be in trouble. If you look at the game last night, all of a sudden the Clippers are down by six, then the Nuggets go up by eight. Then they go up by nine, then the Clippers cut the deficit. Then the Nuggets go up. Mm-hmm. But the Clippers never ate into that deficit. They never really got going in the second half to put a big pull a big chunk out of it. And as that time is going by, they're losing minutes. And their best player in Kawhi Leonard's not playing great. 14 I mean, 14 points. points. He was 6 of 22, 2 from 7 from deep 3, and 14 points. He was missing wide open shots that he normally would knock down. And that told you right then that Clippers would clip. Yeah, indeed. Take a look further into the box score. Nobody on the Clippers starting unit had more than Kawhi's 14 points. And not a 15-point score from your starters. One more amazing historical note about the Nuggets here in about 30 seconds. This is a stat that is going to totally blow you away. But first, as I mentioned, and as Key mentioned, Key tried to put us on notice. Don't pick the Clippers in a big spot. Well, guess what? One of our colleagues did, and the Nuggets' Jamal Murray, who absolutely exploded in this game for 40 points, put Stephen A. Smith on notice. Listen to this. We've been showing it. I don't know how else to say it. We've been showing it. And you got Shaq, you got Charles, you got, I think, Zach Lowe's name. I don't even know. Stephen A., all, all y'all better start giving this team some damn respect because we put in the work. And we got a resilient team, and we shouldn't have been down 3-1, but you know, to come back from 3-1 against the Clippers, you know, it was a big achievement. So it was fun just to you know, change that narrative. Y'all, y'all can start changing the narrative and um, looking at us in a better light. Apparently, Jamal Murray does not listen to the Low Post podcast with Zach Lowe. Never heard of it. He, 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 he didn't mention my name. That's all I care <laughs> about, right? He didn't mention me. So, it, look, that, that always adds a little fuel to the fire when you're a player. It mm. kind of... You don't say much. You keep it in the back of your mind, and then you unleash when you go out there and you drop 40, or you go out there and you score several touchdowns. It's in the back of your mind. Now, those guys are doing their job, right. but they predicted wrong. And even to the point where I'm going to get on Stephen A and Max because they kept all year long talking about the Clippers. Oh, they're going to they're gonna wax the Lakers. They go, The Lakers are at home chilling. The Clippers are trying to figure out what they're going to do next season. The Lakers already know what they're going to do next season for the most part. They're going to try to celebrate a parade. That's over with for the Clippers. I don't mean to, you know, jump up and down like that, but the Lakers took care of their end of the bargain. Doc Rivers and the Clippers did not. Here's the historical note on the Nuggets I mentioned, and then a great note here on Jamal Murray as well. Just let this settle. I know you guys always rag on me for the stats, but this is, this is just a simple stat that anybody can just think about. This season alone, in the postseason key, uh-huh. the Nuggets have won six elimination games. Six games with their backs against the wall, win or go home, whatever you want to say. They have won six. The only other team in NBA history to do that in a single postseason, 
the 94 Nuggets, the Dikembe Mutombo Nuggets. If you're old enough to remember yeah. Dikembe when they knocked off Seattle back when CIS with the finger wag in 1994. Jamal Murray had an MVP moment in Game 7 against the Clippers. MVP moment of the week brought to you by Sport Clips. It's a new season at Sport Clips. Haircuts, all stylists are clean, certified, and guys smart. So this sets up key, a Western Conference Finals Game 1 on TNT Friday night between the Lakers and the Nuggets. In fact, the last time the Nuggets got to the Western Conference Finals, it was 2009, and they lost to the Lakers the Lakers yeah but this is a different this is a different time but you you go back to the Clippers and you go back to Doc Rivers and you think about in his career this is the third time that he surrendered a 3-1 lead and and what is that what is that for Doc like we you know we respect Doc at a high level an all-time high level for everything that he's done but when you look at it it's like we give a hard time to Eric Spolster. We give a hard time to Steve Kerr because it's on autopilot up at Golden State. D'Antoni. D'Antoni, hard time. But he's been, Doc Rivers has been given the keys to the car a number of times in L.A. with the Clippers and the same results. Can't get out the second round. Can't get out the second round, dog. And so it's like, what is it? You know, he needs to go back, look at his X's and his O's, try to figure out because he certainly have the Willie and the Joes every single time. You got Kawhi and PG. Ain't no way in the world you're supposed to lose to the Nuggets. It just doesn't, it makes no sense. Let's hear from Doc Rivers, his explanation for what happened, including about halfway through the team not being on the same page in a game seven with your season on the line. I thought we had so many opportunities over the last three games to win. But listen, you got to give Denver credit. They kept playing. They kept executing. They kept playing together. You know, so right now it's just disappointment, you know. Honestly, I thought just you could just see the difference in the, in the two teams. That team's been together. We haven't, and you could see it as the games went on. They just knew each other so well. I thought offensively, even though I, I – listen, we had great shots. I mean, great shots all night. I still didn't think we trusted. You know, we, we did at the beginning of the game. Uh, we did coming out of the third quarter. We got a seven-point lead. But right when they put pressure on us, um, you know, honestly, I just thought we didn't come through. That is his comments after Game 7, the Clippers are done. Still to come, a Game 1 OT thriller, Jimmy Butler playing a huge role again, and wait until you hear who Jimmy shouted out the most from his team. You'll love this. Chishon, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. 
Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. A to Z is brought to you by Redbox. Now at Redbox, stream the theatrical home release of Bill and Ted Face the Music, starring Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter. Get premium access and visit redbox.com. For all the ways to watch, let's begin with the nepotism alert. Saints wide receiver Michael Thomas' status is week to week. That's Key's nephew suffering a high ankle injury in the final minutes of the Saints win over Tampa on Sunday. So he'll be quote unquote week to week. So let's tell you their next two games. They'll be at Las Vegas on Monday night football. And then they will host Green Bay on Sunday night football. So the Saints minus... Their top wide receiver for one, maybe two weeks will be in the primetime spotlight and will have to survive without him. More wide receiver news. Allen Robinson unhappy that the Bears have not paid him market value for a top receiver. You saw DeAndre Hopkins and others get some big-time cash. But the distinction here, he is not formally, at least not yet, asked for a trade. His agent told Adam Schefter. Ardan Graziano reported yesterday Robinson informed the Bears he would rather be traded if they can't come to some sort of an agreement. And an agreement has been reached to keep Daryl Morey in charge of the Houston Rockets. That coming straight from owner Tillman Fertitta. He told CNBC that, quote, Daryl Morey's job is safe and I'm sure he's going to pick the right head coach, referencing the fact that Mike D'Antoni told the team on the team flight back, by the way, the team flight. He dropped it on the team flight that he would be leaving the organization. And that is your A to Z. It's time for Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. We're going to get into game one of the East really quick, but I know you wanted to quickly comment on Doc Rivers' postgame comments, we ran them just before we came back, but just essentially encapsulated if you weren't here. Uh, they had plenty of chances, Doc said, but they didn't trust each other down the stretch. This despite us hearing all these stories from the Clippers that the time off had brought them closer together. Well, I don't, I don't understand the, the excuse that's coming out of Clipperland about the time off, closer together. They haven't spent much time as a team. Look at Denver. They've been together. Well, the Lakers ain't been together ad and lebron certainly have played only one season together i mean it's just it's just like i understand you had a press conference emotions frustration after a game you're trying to find words and and so it just it it didn't sound good let's just say that it's you're searching for words trying to say that you're not together it doesn't matter there's other teams and other players that have been together a short period of time as well Here's one last thing that sounds good about that game. Then we get to the Eastern Conference Finals game one and Jimmy Butler's thoughts on the hero for Miami. Sound good? This is one of the best postseason stat lines you'll ever see. Nikola Jokic, 16 points, 22 rebounds. Boards. 13 assists. Yeah. Wow. He was, he, he was balling, though. <laughs> I, I'm not it. I'm, I'm not it. Look, I don't love him because I like quicker guys. He's like, you know, he's a big, just kind of stiff to me. But dude is legit though. There's really nothing you can say about it. No doubt. I mean, I know, I know, you know, a lot of people look at Murray and say Murray's taking over this team and it's his team now. Right. I wouldn't say that. I would say that when he came out the game last night, that when when Joker came out the game last night, the Clippers started to try to make a little bit of a run and coach like, yo, yo, you gotta get back in. And he came back in, they went back up. Indeed, they'll play the Lakers Friday night, game one. Over in the East, Jimmy Butler could not sing the praises of Bam Adebayo any stronger. Great, great game one, won by Miami, down the stretch, essentially sealed when Jason Tatum went to the rack and was blocked by Bam. If you're unfamiliar with Bam, Bam was actually the runner-up for the Most Improved Player Award. He lost out to Brandon Ingram, but he was top two in that category. And after the game, the heart and soul of the Heat on his thoughts on the guy that saved the game. 
Bam. That, that, <laughs> figured that. Yeah, that, that seals the game for us. Uh, and I just I love how he does any and everything that you ask him to do. I, I really do. Um, you ask him to pass the ball, he does that. Scored, he does that. Come up with a huge defensive stop block, he does that. Um, he's a huge part to why we're winning. I've been saying it all year long, and I'll repeat it again. I, I love the fact that he challenged that Tatum dunk. A lot of times you see guys in, in those situations – they figure guys up that high, you know, he's going to flush it. It's over with. Let me just live to, to get the ball and live to see another day. In this situation, he realized where they were at, the magnitude of the playoffs. He went up and rejected him, put it right back, and then got the rebound. I mean, that's, you know, that's just, that goes to show you the, the hustle that he's put in, the work that he's put in to become the player that he is. 117-114, the final game, two Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. We'll get back to this throughout our four hours. Bottom line. We, Man, I got four hours with you? Yeah, unfortunately, settle Jeez. in. Settle in. Um, can the Heat win the whole thing? I, you know, I don't want to say no. Um, it's going to be tough if, the, if, if it's the Lakers. It's going to be tough. I mean, because of the, you know, you got Jimmy Butler. There's Bam that's there. There's not a whole lot of other stuff that you would be afraid of if you the Lakers and AD and what we have in L.A. I, but I, they certainly could. I mean, Jimmy Butler brings a certain type of attitude, and the rest of the team follows that attitude to the point that their hair is starting to look like his. I mean, you know, it's like, it's like y'all going to follow my personality and act and sound and do as I want you to do because I'm the leader of this team, and we're going to play a certain style in a certain way. And when you have a player that's leading a charge like that, it's very dangerous because everybody's everybody's following. They following that. They're following that message. And Spolster's a really good coach. He really is. He's one of you know. He doesn't get a lot of the credit for what he does with such a light talent uh, roster. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, he continues to keep you know chipping away at showing that it wasn't just. LeBron and Wade and Bosch and Ray and Ray Allen. I actually can coach, and he has them in the Eastern Conference Final up 1-0. I would say that uh, he was handpicked by Pat Riley, was Eric Spolstra, and Jimmy Butler matches the intensity of Pat Riley. Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. Still to come, the big question of the morning. Was this season a failure for the Clippers, even though they essentially got eliminated at the point where they've always had their season stop at a maximum point. Is it still a disaster? We'll ask former Clipper Quentin Richardson when he joins us next. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Subin, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. 
Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Move on to where is the question. We'll talk about PG and Kawhi's free agency here in just a little bit. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. One voice you won't hear this morning is J. Will. He was all over ESPN's coverage of the doubleheader last night. So he's sleeping in. Well-deserved day off, Jay. Will. Wake up, Jay. <laughs> He'll be back tomorrow. But it's a pleasure to have some NBA analysis, courtesy of the former Clippers guard, Quinton Richardson, who joins us this morning. Q, thanks for being here. First things first, uh, as a former Clipper and as an NBA fan yourself, uh, your thoughts on this highly hyped team getting bounced before, not the NBA Finals, before the Conference Finals. Uh, morning, guys, man. I gotta be, gotta be honest here, man. I'm a Clipper, former Clipper, Clipper for life. I'm very disappointed this morning, man. I, I, I was extremely looking forward to, to seeing the Clippers go against the Lakers and see. I mean, everybody knows if the Clippers had a chance to win the series, it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have really changed, you know, or leveled the playing field. But just for for Clipper Nation, that would have been a special moment, and for, for for them not to get a chance, and for us not to get a chance to see th- these two teams at least go against each other, I, I feel extremely disappointed this morning. Q, how do you define the season now that they are going back home? They're essentially out of the bubble and on a flight back to LA. To me, to me, it's a disappointment. I don't, I don't, I don't agree and look at it and say, hey. It, it, this was this was this was championship the bust to me. I mean, obviously they're gonna you know reload and regroup and try and come back at it next year. But for me, I feel like this team was a championship caliber team. They were built to win a championship. They had the, the championship style coaching, and for whatever reason, this team fell up, fell short, and, and did not deliver what they were supposed to. On the airways, the newspapers, the, the talking heads, everything, the day, tomorrow, the next several days, Kawhi Leonard will be under a little bit of fire, you know, 14 points. How does his performance last night make you feel about Kawhi Leonard? I mean, hey, man, Keyshawn, you know, as an athlete, as a player, we know tough games happen. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm not going to. It's a, it's a disappointing situation. You expect and you wish he would have had a better game, but I'm not going to be one of those people that, you know, fair weather and say, hey, Kawhi Leonard isn't as great as we all know he is. He's still one of the top players, uh, and, and he's done what he's done. His resume is what it is. But right now, in this moment, in this season, he he, he was not who he, who he needed to be to help his team advance. And, and, and they were the favorite in this situation. They were up 3-1, and... There's really no no excuse here. This was a this was a series that they should have won. They had control of, and to lose it in the way in the fashion that they lost it, they should feel very disappointed. Let, let me ask you this though, Q, as a, as an expert, an NBA player, former NBA player that's played a long time in the league and been in situations where you had leads and and won some, lost some. How did this happen though? Was it is it X's and O's or is it just the Willies and the Joes? I, th- I think it goes. I think it goes goes both ways. 
lucky, Sean. I think when this thing happens like this, three consecutive games in a row, when you up three one, and it's, just, it's the situation is what it is. I think everybody involved has to be put in, uh, has to be held accountable. I think from the from the from the players to the coaches to everybody. But for me, um, speaking from a player standpoint, is it, 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 as a, as a player as a as a leader, I need to see more of a fight from the from from the from the team than I did when that when it was going on. When you see it, you know game after game, you can see it coming as the second half coming as they started to miss shots as the Denver Nuggets started to make shots. I was looking for somebody to just. Like no, it's not. We're not going to let this happen again. Three consecutive games, and it was it was nobody. We had nobody to answer that call to say no, not not now, not. Quentin, I think we might have lost Q. You still there? I think you might have lost him. Q, you with us? Hello. Oh, oh there, there you go. Yeah. Go ahead, Key. No, I was going to say. Sorry about that. Uh, Quentin Richardson, former NBA player, co-host of the Knuckleheads podcast, joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Let's look to the other game yesterday. Game one, Miami Heat go up on the Boston Celtics. Tough game, big game, big time uh, situation at the end of the game where Bam blocks Tatum on the flush dunk to put them ahead. What is there to say about Jimmy Butler and how he's inspired the Miami Heat to continue this run? Uh, For me, I'm I'm one of the people that – that have always been a Jimmy Butler fan. I, I, I was I was sitting in amazement, looking when everybody was judging him and, and, and speaking about him the way they were. When the you know when the, obviously when the Minnesota situation happened, then he left Philly. But for me, it's just refreshing to watch. I'm waiting for everybody to to begin to to heap praise on him as one of the best leaders we have in our in our league. He is absolutely should be labeled and, and viewed as one of the best leaders because. What he's doing with that team is very understated. I mean, you look at the young guys on that team; they aren't. They they are very good players, and they 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 like. You look at Tyler Hero; he had a swag and he had confidence in college. But when you Keyshawn, you know how it is coming into a league as a as rookie. Like these guys, uh, Duncan Robinson, Kendrick Nunn, uh, Tyler Hero; these young guys are able to go out there and perform and be confident the way they are because they got teammates like Jimmy Butler, Udonis Haslam, and, and, and those type of guys. Like Jay Crowder. You saw Chris Paul did whatever he did to Tyler Hero or Duncan Rock. The very next play, Jimmy Butler came down, flatlined them, and threw the ball at him. And then when they asked about it in the press conference, he said, no, 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 you can't do my shooters like that. Like, I'm not, while I'm around, I'm not going to allow that. So, you know what that does to a player, Keyshawn? That yes. empowers him. Yes. And that gives them the confidence that, hey, I could do what I want out here. I got I got guys that's not going to allow anything to happen to me, so I got nothing to be afraid of. And so that's what you see. Jimmy, UD, and those vets have really instilled that confidence that nothing is going to happen to you guys. You know, so go out there and do your thing. I got your back. And you see that in their play. It's a great point. Quentin Richardson joining us here, former NBA player on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. After all, you got to remember that Jimmy Butler said before the start of the Eastern Conference Finals, by the way, we haven't even played our best basketball yet, and he was right about that. Keyshawn J. Wills, you've been brought to you by Sport Clips. It's a new season. It's Sport Clips haircuts. All stylists, clean, certified, guys smart. Get yourself back in the game with Sport Clips MVP experience. Enjoy a hot steam towel, relaxing shampoo, and winning cut. Check in online. Walk out with confidence. Q, we'll get you out of here. On this one, Key sort of hesitated when I asked him this, but every but after everything you just said about Jimmy Butler, Duncan Robinson, Kendrick Nunn, who nobody's talking about, great rookie because Morant and Williamson got all the attention. Can the Heat win the whole thing? 
Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I on NBA TV I said this before the playoffs even started. When I saw when I saw the playoff three and it was the way it was, I, I had them beating the Bucks just because I felt that that the Bucks could be had when I watched them playing in the bubble. They didn't seem like they were the same team prior to it and you know, that kinda of proved true. But I, I felt like because of the, the, the makeup of, of Miami, the, the, the mental and the and the and the mental toughness standpoint. I listen to Udonis Haslam, that's my boy. That's we same year high school, everything, and obviously former teammates, but I know how he's built and to hear him talk about it and to hear him talk about what his job on that team is to get his guys ready, how the bubble can defeat you before you even get out there on the court. And to know that he's taking that approach and has that military mindset and he's in there influencing them guys. I knew what they were going to come out. And I knew for the, at the very least, these guys are ready for the dog fight, no matter what. Win, lose, or draw, it won't be because they weren't ready for the battle and they weren't ready to go fight. So that's what I knew about them, and I had no questions or no worries from top to bottom. I knew how Spo was going to be ready to coach. Spo was never unprepared. He's one of the most prepared and most vigorous and, and serious coaches that I've ever played for, and I respect them greatly for it. So I knew that this team would be ready for whatever's thrown at Spo is head coach Eric Spolstra, handpicked by Pat Riley. I'm so glad you mentioned Udonis Haslam. Even LeBron, Bosch, and Dwayne Wade would tell you he was the heart and soul of the Miami Heat. And obviously, as Q says, he continues to be just that, sort of a sage veteran presence. Much more NBA talk with Tim Legler coming up at 7.15. He's a former player. We'll get his perspective. And great to get the perspective of Quinton Richardson, a former player himself this morning, especially on the Clippers. Q, really appreciate it. Thanks for getting up early. <laughs> Thanks for having me, man. I'm going to go crawl back in bed now. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. Wish we could certainly right, do guys. the same. Wish we could certainly do the same. We'll be with us, though. We want to talk NBA with you all morning long. We want to talk football. Damian Woody coming up at 7 a.m. Eastern time. He had some really searing comments about Jets head coach Adam Gase. He played his final three years of his career for the Jets. Key little surprised by that. He tweeted Sunday after the Jets debacle. We'll get to that football conversation for all you football fans coming up at 7 a.m. Here's the thing that we didn't ask Q that I wanted to ask you because I wanted to go inside the organization with Q, but you've got a good macro perspective on sports and just L.A. in general. At the end of next season, at the end of the 2020-2021 season, whenever that is, we don't really know when it's going to start. Yeah. Let's just call it December, whatever it is. Uh, by this time next year, you would think the season would be over, but you never know. Um, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George could opt out of their contracts and become free agents. Now, remember, everything they needed to do to get Kawhi and all of the draft picks they gave the Thunder to get Paul George. Well, it's really to get Kawhi. Right. It, it, it was a kind of, yeah. It a was package the, deal. It was the Kawhi effect is what it was. Correct. You got to get one before you get the other, right? And we know who is more important. But the fact that now, after this season ends the way it does, yes, in a typical season, everyone's in the bubble. But to Key's point, everyone's been dealing with the same adversity. Now it's a make or break season because you give up all of that and these guys could walk by this time next year. What are you thinking inside the front office if you're Lawrence Frank, Michael Winger, the guys that are running the Clippers front Jerry office? You West. Mor- Jerry West, who came over. You mortgaged all of this, and now <laughs> they, they, they could opt in. It's no big deal, but they could walk. You know, I, I uh, you know, you're never supposed to relish in someone's sadness, right? But, but <laughs> I just love watching them at the press conferences or sitting on the bench with that look on their face like, damn, what just happened? Uh, you 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 look at it and you say, yeah, but I don't think that 
Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are not going to be with the Clippers long term. Okay. I think next year they'll go back or after this season, whenever it starts, they'll go back to the drawing board and figure it out, yeah. figure out who they need to add, whatever pieces they need to add, because they have a really good team. And they just didn't get it done this year. Mm-hmm. And I think the Clippers have a great organization. Yeah. They're building a new stadium in Inglewood, California. And, and Kawhi Leonard is there to bring a championship, to to exit because something didn't happen immediately would be a mistake by them. And that would be a stain on both of those, both of them as far as their careers go, in my opinion, to exit just because you didn't win a championship in year one or even in year two for that matter. Now, with that being said, the West isn't going anywhere. Golden State's going to get stronger. Mm-hmm. We don't know if Golden State's going to make a run at a guy like a Giannis and all of a sudden Denver's going to get better. Utah, are they going to be able to sign Donovan Mitchell long-term? The Lakers, what are they looking for? OKC and their OKC, what, what, what's happening with, with, uh, with uh, Chris, uh, Paul. Chris Paul? I'm about to call him Rich Paul. Chris Paul. Right. Um, what's happening in Houston? Who's going to be the coach? So you got a lot of moving pieces over the next 12 to 24 months that's going to happen on the West Coast in terms of those teams. So you got to just let it play itself out. And if I'm Kawhi and I'm Paul George, I'm not even thinking about two years from now. I'm just concentrating on how do we get past the second damn round? What is it? Who do we need to get to help us get past the second round so we could eventually beat the Lakers, something that we pushed all our chips to the middle of the deck for? This is what the Clippers did. They tried to counter – what the Lakers did and Jeannie Buss did and Rob Palinka did. They said, okay, we need to go get us one of those guys. We're going to get Kawhi. We're not going to say anything to anybody. We're going to keep it on the down low. We're going to be nice and quiet. They go and pull that move off. We're going to not say anything about Paul George. Nice and quiet. They pull that move off. They did everything. And so at the beginning of the year, the Vegas odds on the board kept saying Clippers, Lakers, Clippers, Lakers, Clippers. Then eventually it became Milwaukee. So the Clippers in Milwaukee were supposed to be the thorn in the sides of the Lakers when neither one of those teams are in the bubble anymore. It's just the Lakers that are in the bubble. So they got to go back to the drawing board to figure it out. It's a great call. I wish Jay Will, Jay Will was here. I know you're saying tongue-in-cheek. You wish you weren't here. But Jay Will did say the first day of our show, he gave a massive prediction, a bull prediction, and he said, Clippers, Bucks. I don't think either one of them is going to be in the conference finals. And it was a great prediction on his part. One thing I wanted to mention, I think it was really instructive what you just said about everybody continually getting better. John Hollinger, our old colleague, used to work for us on ESPN.com. Then he went to the Memphis front office. He's now a website writer at The Athletic. He had a great line. He said when he was running Memphis, think about all the teams you just mentioned that are in pole position. And then you're like Memphis, Phoenix, San Antonio, Sacramento, Utah. And he essentially said, we said, if we don't put the pedal to the metal, essentially what the Clippers did, we got to go now. The West is just getting tougher every single year. So if we're going to say we have a two-year plan, a three-year plan, it ain't going to work because in two or three years, the West is going to be tougher than it is right now. That's a huge conundrum for a lot of teams that are just fighting and scrapping. Look, and, it, and it's 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 and I always say this about professional sports. You always look at the top, right, the ownership. And for so many years in L.A., the ownership was dog you-know-what. And they got Steve Ballmer in, which is great ownership now. Mm-hmm. But this is just the beginning of his ownership duties. So the the trend is changing for the Clippers. They shouldn't be embarrassed about the situation. 
Well, maybe. <laughs> when you consider their history, though. Consider their history. I'm just messing with them. But sure. they shouldn't be embarrassed about it. The Lakers have been doing this forever. This is they, They're going to have a down year or two or three. But then eventually they're going to figure out how to get back to where they're at now. The Boston Celtics are down year two or three. They're going to figure out how to get back. And it happens in professional sports, whether it's the Yankees here in New York or the Dodgers in L.A. They're eventually going to figure out how to win. I think the Clippers are pushing in that direction. They just got to figure out how to get out of the second round so they get that whatever that monkey is off their back. Mm-hmm. Built, they're no longer going to be renting from the, the Lakers. Own place. They're going to have their own place just so happen to be in Big Brother's old backyard, which is Inglewood, California, where the farm, Great Western Farm, was at Lakers for many years, home. the Lakers' old home. And so you, when you start to look at that, they're trying to get their own identity in L.A. And they certainly are starting off on the right foot. They just got to put it all together, and they wasn't able to do it this year. Here's the best example that separates the Lakers and the Clippers, and Key has said it, and anybody that follows sports or loves the NBA knows that there's a, just a wide gulf between these two franchises. Just think about this for a second, and this is to tell you everything you need to know about the Lakers and the Clippers. The Clippers have never been to the Western Conference Finals in their history, 50-year history. The Lakers have made it back for the first time in nine years. Eight? eight. Uh, Is it eight or nine? About nine. Like, nine. so 2010 to this start. just want to be right when you start talking about right. the Lakers, you know? Really. Let's call it a decade. Okay? Yes. Let's call it a decade. Nine to ten years. You're bridging 10 to 1920, right? So the Clippers haven't made the Western Conference Finals in their entire 50-year history. The Lakers' nine to ten-year drought to get to the Western Conference Finals, longest in team history. Yeah. Think about that for a second. Yeah. And so they've we gone were, maybe nine or ten years without feeling this, and they feel like that's a drought. We were suffocating. I mean, that, that's really how it was in L.A. It was, you know, we were just happy to win a game, right? I mean, it, but, but again, organizations that are built a certain way, Pat Riley, Miami Heat, they figure out how to get it done. And I think the Clippers are putting themselves in that position. They just got to get over the hump, and they haven't been able to do it. I mean, 50 years. That's a long time. And yeah. this dates all the way back to San Diego, I'm right. sure. Where they were before Los yes. Angeles when they were the San Diego Clippers. Another thing to keep in mind that I think he brought up a great point. It's cross-pollination with sports, but it makes a lot of sense. There was a time where Alabama football really struggled. It always hasn't been like this. When they went to the Shula era, when they were in the DuBose era, if you follow college football, they struggled. Clemson wasn't like this. For a long time, LSU was an eight-win team. Your Trojans have hey, struggled. Hey, watch out. I, just, I should have stopped at three. I should have yeah. stopped at three. But it just goes to show you in any sport, even when you look at the very, very, very top, there is some erosion, and you always have to give opportunity to get back. You said that the Clippers have to completely figure out what to do, go with the new plan, figure out what their identity is, and their sixth man, Lou Will, totally agrees with you. Came up short. Just briefly, we had a conversation already uh, amongst the guys that, you know, we got a quick turnaround. We understand this is going to be quick off season. And let's get back to work and let's continue to build. You know, we did have championship expectations. We had the talent to do it. Um, I don't think we had the chemistry to do it in this show. You know, we had lapses on on defense and on offense where, you know, I think guys have played in systems where they were expecting guys to be in certain spots offensively. A lot of different guys made adjustments. And so, you know, it, it showed, you know, but at the end of the day, we were up 3-1. We had two opportunities to win games. We were up 20 points. We should have closed this deal out, and we didn't. So you give credit to Denver for continuing to play. And like I said, we take our lumps and we keep moving. I love those faces, though. I, I, I hate to I hate to gloat over that, but I love the faces when it looks like misery, with, especially for, you know, with, with a team that is, is, is 
poised to make a run and, and put a dent into what your team is. And, and so when you're sitting here, you're looking at Paul George. He's just sitting there like, you know, it's just it, – one of those deals but look he's certainly right they gotta go back to the drawing board no doubt on the way damian woody putting adam gase on full blast he'll be with us next Keyshawn, jay will and zubin the podcast have you ridden an electric e-bike yet you need to check out electric e-bikes today the number one selling e-bike in america Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.